0: Millions of peaches, peaches for free. Millions of peaches, peaches for me. So look out. Why am I doing an ode to peaches? Because we're talking about parasite on today's Popcorn Talks Anatomy of a Movie. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talks Anatomy of a Movie. Welcome back to Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie. I'm your host, Dimitri Pados. Thank you for joining. Where, yes, uh, we should start off almost every show with the presidents of the United States of America doing peaches. And why peaches? Well, did you know that peaches could be a weapon? Yes, they are weaponized in Bong Joon Ho's. Parasite, which is what we're going to break down and discuss with you today. Thanks for tuning in. My my glorious host to my right, we're 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 a pair today. Even numbers. That's all good. Uh Mina, welcome. How are oh, you? I
1: am so good after watching this movie. I shouldn't be good after watching this, but I'm so good after watching this. Excellent, excellent,
0: <laughs> excellent. So uh you folks, if you're brand new to the show, uh just know that this is very spoiler-filled. Uh, We talk, uh, like, this isn't your your average review show. We will talk about, and even debate, perhaps, uh, various plot points of the movie, uh, and uh, and twists and turns, which this movie has some twists and turns in it. So, if you have not yet seen Parasite, put us on pause. Understandably, the movie is only currently uh, just a little over 33 screens. I think it expanded this weekend. Uh, But if you have watched Parasite, please feel free, tune in, stay tuned in, comment if you'd like, uh, but now it's going to be, you know, it'll be up there for, it'll be up there in perpetuity, and uh, and last for as long as this movie is out in the marketplace. So, uh, there you go, you've been warned about spoilers, uh, as we do with every anatomy of a movie, we, we talk opinion. See, uh, like or dislike this movie, so Mina, I'll start with you. Uh, what did you think of Bong Joon-ho's Parasite.
1: Parasite was an incredible film. It was literally a masterpiece when it came to storytelling. I don't think we've seen storytelling like this in a while. And this is like coming off from the high of seeing Joker twice. Um, and I do think that it is very similar to Joker thematically, and we'll get into that later. But I, you know, was so impressed with this film. It captured my attention every second. And it's rare for a foreign language film to be able to do that when you're reading <laughs> captions throughout the entire movie, but I, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen mm-hmm. or off the performances. It was so mind-blowingly good.
0: Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah it, I, I I agree. Uh, this was one of the movies that I was uh, extraordinarily looking forward to seeing uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival and it's one film that that actually lived up to its expectations if not exceeding them. Uh, it, it already had uh, been at other festivals and people had been talking about it, uh, and sometimes uh, there's the overhype machine. And when that happens, uh, we've all had this happen to us before. You, you you get trapped in that overhype machine. You actually finally get the chance to see the movie and you can go, what the hell was everybody talking about?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This movie for me, it it, it didn't it, it it wasn't affected by that. It it actually hit. Uh, it was as good as many people had said, and it came out of Toronto with a lot of big buzz. Um, yes, this is a uh, you know you can look at this movie in so many different ways. You can look at it casually as a as a crime drama or, or a con movie. Uh, it's a social satire as well. Whichever way you want to look at it, as as a casual observer. Um, to your point, uh, you know, some people are afraid of, of of reading subtitles. My only problem with subtitles is sometimes they're just too damn small, and you can't read them. But it was perfect here. I think Neon uh, in 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 making their hard drives and and. In doing their post, they did a great job with the subtitles and the subtitling. There wasn't anything that was missed or anything that was misunderstood. Uh, I do think that it was uh, near perfect. There wasn't any there wasn't any ounce of fat in this movie. It was very scalpel precise as to what the director, or who also wrote the movie, wanted to say. It was all up on screen. Uh, I, you know, it, it was. It's a movie where there aren't really. Any villains, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, but the villain people, is capitalism.
1: Well, so I, I just the think that
0: the, there were no villain characters in this movie, other than people uh, being misunderstood, and everybody was doing not so good things. So, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, there there's a twist. Some people it may turn off a little because it gets a little violent, a little bit gory. Where up to that point, the movie had none of that, uh, but. Ultimately, the movie is a perfect piece on on well the has and have nots. You had mentioned Joker that that that's another movie. I think this movie works because it is in South Korea, uh, so mm-hmm. you're able to, again taking it out of the Americas where it's extraordinarily close to you. When you put it somewhere else, or as we talked about ad nauseum a lot in Joker, you put it in another time. You're easily you're makes it easier to hold the mirror up to current society of wherever you are. Right. So whatever the issues in South Korea become universal mm-hmm. to whatever the society is, including our own. So I, I really think that the movie uh works uh fantastically on that. So I wanna so let's start breaking this down a little bit. So I did talk about like if you want to go into this movie and seeing it casually,
2: mm-hmm. it's
0: a con movie. In essence it is a it is an amazing entertaining and at times historical grift
2: mm-hmm. as
0: to what the, what the 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 Kim family is doing also i'm going to lay this out just to make life easy for us are the hosts and for you the viewers we're going to call the kims we're gonna call them by their families Kims. I don't want to butcher any names and be disrespectful is basically it. People worked really hard uh, on this movie. uh The director wrote names and you know their full names uh I don't want to butcher the names mm-hmm. and I want to say the Kims just for the sake of our conversation today mm-hmm. where the poor they're the have nots were the parks are the haves, they're the rich right. we can go Papa, Kim, Mama Kim, uh, the sister, the brother but we'll, we're going to try to delineate so that you the audience can follow along and so that we don't get confused either right. <laughs> So, um, yeah so I was saying so, so, so the poor the Kims uh, just they, they, they weave this amazing con job on this rich family and basically that's a crime <laughs> and they mm-hmm. they get it, they seep into their house um, and that's one of the things I really loved about this movie is you can look at it in different ways the social satire way uh, of course, I mean this movie is a social satire uh, about about, again, the the rich and the poor, the societal structure. Mm-hmm. So uh, what were your thoughts on crime drama, the social satire? Can it have it both ways?
1: Yeah, I think 100% you can have it both ways. I think what started out as a con movie ultimately morphed into something that we understand as social satire where you have the haves and the have-nots and that stark contrast is you know, exemplified throughout the entire movie with everything from the production design to, you know, the microaggressions in the movie. And in some ways, you can argue that this is the similar to like Arthur Fleck's character in Joker. This is kind of the story of one character's ultimate descent into madness as a result of the microaggressions he faces repeatedly throughout the movie. And who's
0: what character is this?
1: Mr. Kim. So this is the head of household. Obviously, something happens at the very end of the movie that he does. We kind of see it coming because we see his anger repeatedly throughout the movie, the humiliation he faces as a result of being poor and having what is said in the movie, the poor person smell. Oh, I don't ride the subway. It (laughs) it was so (laughs) insulting. And, And I don't think that it was, you know the the park's intention to be cruel or to be mean but it just shows you like the perspective of the rich and the poor without vilifying this rich family because keep in mind the rich family they're so nice and they're so hospitable and they're so you know kind to everyone in this family but at the same time there are a lot of microaggressions there's a lot of like condescending oh um this person smells this way um, we don't take the subway. Oh, we're going to need you to work. We're paying you overtime. Just a lot of talking down to.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, I don't think they're kind. I, I, I Personally, I, I don't think that those rich people. I think the kids are kind because they're not corrupted yet. Mm-hmm. The adults, they're really not that kind. Um, they don't know that the they don't know that the Kims are poor. They don't know where they come from. They don't know that they they live in what is garden apartment living. They conned their way into this, and they they lied about saying that, oh yeah, my 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 brother was a limo driver. Uh, we, we did this, and oh, it's like they lied about, oh yeah, I'm an art teacher, and I, like they didn't know of that who they were. Yes, they, were, they were the help. They were the help, but they weren't there weren't like nice people and on the flip side the kim's weren't happy with their lot in life um at least the way i looked at it and they wanted that better they tried hard they're, <laughs> they're making pizza boxes yeah pizza boxes so and i think one of the things that really showcases a lot like in their strata in their class strata. You know, the Kims were good people that were struggling, right? And you can tell by their their place in society by, well, one of the things there, and we're gonna talk about this, is, well, we're gonna talk about a living area. Mm-hmm. The Kims lived in what is aff- affectionately known as a garden apartment living, where it's very public. It's a semi basement, it's not necessarily fully underground, they can see. They can see the street at like street level, uh, but they're always looking up at life going on around them. Where the Parks were living in a castle, like gorgeous—I don't know if you'd call it a mansion, but it was a beautiful house.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I mean, you would agree. Yeah, I mean, and it's looking, modern
1: design. They right. repeatedly like mentioned Lots of glass. the person who created the building and how. You know, this is like cream of the crop architectural design. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's cream of the crop, but was a lot of glass. And they're literally looking down at society. They're also looking Um, out a lot from their
1: place of privilege without realizing it. They're always looking outside.
0: Absolutely. It's almost like... uh, their fiefdom, <laughs> their 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 territory. Right. That they it's, it's almost, it was almost like medieval times. It's like look at all this land that we have. Look yes. at all the people coming to us. Look, we're having a party, and everybody will entertain, perform, and cook for us. Um, so that was one I thought fantastic way uh, to showcase what's happening, what's going on, the societal structure, and. It was the actually, it, and it was the Kims, or I should say, it was, yeah, it was the Kims who they knew what rich is, but the rich don't necessarily know what poor is. Mm-hmm. So they don't see that. And I felt that there was a line much later on in the movie after the flood where Mrs. Park was like, Yes, at least it washed away all the filth washed away mm-hmm. the filth. Right. And you know, symbolically saying it got rid of all that.
1: She's it the, the family, I like, think this really illustrates that when you're in a place of privilege, oftentimes you're not even aware of that privilege that you have. And that's illustrated not just in the way that, you know, the parks look at the poor, but right. it's also illustrated by the fact that even though the Kim's are a family that is really suffering, really struggling to make ends meet in every which way mm-hmm. that there are even people below them right. where they don't even realize their privilege and how there are people living in the basement spoiler alert
0: well but but there are but there's, there are the people outside who like they're just stuck. In this quagmire, yeah. trying to get out, and
1: that's the thing—they're they're the they're looking out for filled, themselves. They're, trying to, they're trying to get out to
0: get better. They're the trying. It's—it's
1: it's as if you know, you know, very symbolically, the Park family doesn't even know that there's someone below them, living right yeah. underneath them. The people literally. under the stairs. Literally yeah, literally and, we'll, and, and we'll get them.
0: to that uh, because that's a—that's when we get into a lot of the the twists, so to speak, in this. Um, I want to talk about, too, the other thing that I felt was um, that definitely put, you know, it was symbolic of the haves and have not was technology. Mm -hmm. Technology, uh, specifically their methods of communication. You know, the Kims had to, the Kims like we all do, whether it's apartment living or whether we're in a building or whatever, you're always trying to look for a cell signal. The Kims were always looking for a cell signal in their house. And they were grifting off of, oh, so and so's home. We can just steal their Wi Fi. And they're always like trying to get Wi Fi on their phones from their Garden View apartment, uh, where, you know, the parks had it all. It was, they had no problem at all with their technology, um, mm-hmm. with 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 their means of communications and their cell phones. I mean, you'd agree.
1: Even their outdated forms of communication are very advanced. The walkie-talkies, right. yeah. like everything. It's just a luxury item for them at that point. Absolutely. It's not even a necessity. It's no. like, let's have walkie-talkies. They have security cameras. Right. Um, they have oh. all this high-tech, uh, you know, high-tech technology. And at the end of the day, it's funny how like, there are, like, these antiquated forms of technology that end up being the form of oh. communication for the for the um, Kim family, like for the, the Morse Kims. code. It was
0: Morse code, and Morse code, again, you know, who, who uses Morse code today, but Morse code was being used right under the park's eyes. They, they thought there were power outages
2: mm-hmm. going
0: on, which, which is kind of funny. Right. And, and again, though, but it's also one of the wonderful twists in this movie because unbeknown- like you just don't know what this is and I-, I can't imagine there has to be I wish I was smart enough to pick up that that was Morse code going on mm-hmm. through that lighting but you as an audience as me as an audience I believe what they were telling me oh wow yeah we're having problems with these lights why are they dimming <laughs> what's going on mm-hmm. and you when you find out that it's Morse code you're like oh and think about how far back Morse code was being used, right. uh, uh, so, and of course the rich, they don't. They, they don't, don't know. They don't know. It's not even in there. Nope. Wouldn't um, even know. Yeah. But it, it's funny.
1: It's funny how the child knows, and that's it. Really does show you the innocence of children and how,
0: sure.
1: like, they haven't reached a point where they have to unlearn all these things mm-hmm. in society. I think that was very symbolic of the fact that children right. have their whole worldview open. Right. And if they haven't been indoctrinated with like these things of how society works, they right. see things completely differently. Uh, completely. So I love that the child yes. was able to understand the Morse code. I Absolutely. love that.
0: And 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 going back to what I said earlier, too, you know, the the children, at least the Parks children, in a sense, were still innocent. I mean, there was a there at least the way I looked at it, there was a sweet romance. There was a sweet romance and and a and a, and a, and a like a charming friendship between uh, Kim's brother and the son and then the son like the Kim's sister. Um and it was all like at first they were thinking, yeah, I'm gonna con you, but there seemed to be something. There was a there was a true friendship and, and I think in the middle of the movie, basically what we're getting is how the rich and the poor can, can coexist. Like mm-hmm. it's not about looking at you as poor. It's about, hey, we're people, uh you you're really nice. you're help, like you're attractive. It's like Aladdin. You can do right. <laughs> it's and and you know the only thing that really, you know, as far as the Kims go, there was the stench of being poor, like that. Like that was the one stigma that throughout the movie they couldn't escape, mm-hmm. and they tried to lie about, so to speak. Right. But that was the one thing. There was the smell of being poor as opposed to being fresh and rich but I like that one part like towards the middle of the movie like these kids to your point they were innocent it, it came even for the Kims who were conning these kids they were still providing them I felt like, an, like a good for lack of a better word service
2: mm-hmm.
0: they were providing an education and unbeknownst to them like we know that they are the poor film we know that this is a con but there was something actually positive happening, I felt, amongst the children. Yeah. And there was that overlapping. And that was like, we can put these things down. Unfortunately, real life caught up with them. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and,
0: but I, I really, I liked watching the movie through some of these kids' eyes. Because, to your point, there, there was just an innocence. It's like, I'm not looking at you, a poor, like, I'm not even, I'm ignoring, the scent didn't bother them. Right. If there was any on the kids, didn't bother them at all. And that I liked.
1: Even yeah. the youngest child of the Park family said, what? oh, they smell the same, oh, like you know, Papa Kim and daughter Kim smell the same. And he noticed that observation. He didn't have a judgment attached to it. Mm -mm. It was just a mere innocent observation. Um, And I think that was also very telling.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And it's, and again, to me, it's one of the special parts of this movie. Um, And again, if you can look at it casually, But when you when you look at it a little bit deeper, uh, you go underneath the surface level. At least that's like a little bit of a positive that I took. Like I actually wanted the romance to work out, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's that's something special about the movie because we know it doesn't, (laughs) and tragically it doesn't. Uh, But you get sucked in, and I think from the writing and the direction, it really did suck you in that you were buying these. The kids' relationships, mm-hmm. in any case. Even
1: though the the son of the Kim family felt so out of place, he mm-hmm. even says, do you think I belong here? And she's like, what do you mean? Of course you belong course. here. Yeah. Like, there was no question about it in her eyes. And but coming absolutely. from a place of, like, the lack of privilege and looking up, you always feel like you're trying to overcompensate and fit in. Right. Especially, you know, given the fact that they, he's made up all these lies. He has the documents... Having gone to like, you know, college and all of this, but it just shows you that these documents don't even matter. Even the park mom says, I don't care about the documents, it's about word of mouth, you know, which just shows you how the rich stay intertwined Mm -hmm. with their connections. And the poor don't necessarily have those connections. They don't have that built in wealth. They don't have that generational, you know, that generational wealth or the the health that comes with. (laughs) being in a position of power and wealth yep. for so long. Yep,
0: and and to your to your point too, is the kids it was just like, there was just that innocence. It wasn't, we're learning we're still in school, they're kids they're my age, you know, like why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I be attracted to this girl, or why wouldn't I befriend this, and yeah, they all smell the same, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me at all like, why would it? Because they're teenagers, they're kids mm-hmm. and to an extent they were having a good time our adults are a little bit different. or adults are far more savvy to the world, right? Uh, and the differences, and whereas the rich don't, uh, you know, there's a misunderstanding. They don't. They don't see their comments as being, as being, I don't want to say r- racist, but they don't as being hurtful or whatnot. It's just the way that they are. Mm-hmm. It's the way they've come up through life, and and uh, the kins, you understand the bitterness, and it kind of comes through from their. P- the way they plot and plot, but I want to get into because something that I was thinking about is, and it leads to the twist for me is, I'm, I'm sort of kind of playing on the the marvel, the Spider Man, you know, or, or absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like you know, you have to be be responsible.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, with great for, power with comes great, great, great responsibility, responsibility.
0: Because absolute power, or in this case, it's wealth, mm-hmm. corrupts absolutely. And when the Kims get a taste of that wealth, right? What do they do? When when the Parks decide to go camping, yeah. Do the Kims go back to their home? No, they party it up as mm-hmm. if they're wealthy, as if it's their home, and let's be honest, they're not too kind to other people's property at that point. Right. And that was something to me that came out stark, like your thoughts.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's almost like, well, uh, you even see that reflected in the uh, daughter Kim's response. Anytime her father has any sort of empathy for the rich family and says, oh, they're such a nice family. You know, they've never done anything wrong to us. They're so nice to us. She's like, why do you care about them? Why do you care about even the people that we got fired? Like, you should only care about us. Like, nobody else cares about us. You should be caring about us. And she has this, like, very intense mindset of, We've been screwed over by society. It's time to put our interests first. And who cares about the rich? And this is just a sentiment that is very much expressed in this movie. And we saw it in Joker, too. We Mm -hmm. saw, you know, everyone just, like, going crazy in the streets, protesting and wanting to overthrow the one percenters. And we kind of, like, feel that from them. I mean, look at how hard it must be to go from living in that house, in that squalor, you know, no Wi-Fi, complete filth um being talked down to for a pizza folding job by someone who's way younger than you you know just that that feeling of humiliation your your only joy and like your leisure is looking at someone outside of your window urinating outside and wondering is he going to urinate is he not so they're not living the life and then they're exposed to this completely different world that feels like a dream world to them and now it's currently a reality They're just going to soak up every second of it. They feel like it's theirs at this point. They feel like it's theirs that
0: they—they're conning. But they are. But they could live a life again. There are plenty of rich people who you might not even know that are rich, but they're living a life that even those rich Mm -hmm. people—they weren't so footloose and fancy. I mean, it's their home. Yeah, they're respectful. It's their home. Right. They were living this rich life, like hey look at what we got now it's almost like they're, they're that um, like the young sports like star that gets all the money thrown at and they, they trash hotels and whatever mm-hmm. this is what they were doing right. like without without the, without the knowledge without like they could have been nice they could have had they could have stayed there they could have had a cookout they could have enjoyed the view the stars which we get some of that mm-hmm. they could have camped out they could have enjoyed everything. But no, they had to really party it up. But think about and, this.
1: They have to stay so composed and on their toes all the time around the Park family. But, and the minute they're gone, it's like, oh, okay, I can finally breathe. And, I don't have to put up this front anymore. And, and then all hell what breaks loose. loose. All
0: hell breaks yeah. loose from.
1: We know it's their coming. Party,
0: from yeah, you know. We know
1: from the lightning and the eclipse. thunder that something, the ominous lightning, right. that something horrible is going to happen.
0: Right. Then we, and, yeah. And and going back to Joker for a second, where Thomas Wayne called the poor clowns. You know, mm-hmm. you know that was very, well, that was very specific. You know, um, Mrs. Park. Uh, you know, filth. It washes the filth away. And that's exactly what happens. We get the thunder, the lightning, the rain's coming down. But we also get the former the former housekeeper comes back and is she's in a sense she's the foil of it all. She Mm kind of sniffs out what's going on, and it and they got to figure out a clever way to get rid of her because she Mm -hmm. ain't going anywhere. This woman, let's be honest. We don't know why she's not going anywhere, but she's going to hold on she to this job. She has nowhere to go. <laughs> but it, there's another reason yeah. from the people under the stairs or a person under the stairs. Is she doesn't want to lose her job, and hence come the peaches. Peaches, peaches, and peaches. They find that she has this extraordinary allergic reaction to peaches and fruit, a, a, a sweet fruit, uh peach, co- becomes weaponized. Right. They weaponize what is, I mean, they didn't use an apple on purpose, they use peaches. This innocent fruit becomes the downfall of this caretaker. Um, and that scene, as cruel, and again, this is where satire comes in, It's it was kind of a funny scene. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, but the mere fact that you're weaponizing this sweep. It was
1: artistically, it was, yes. it was done so well so artistically. Well. The slow motion of it, the sprinkling in, the music that accompanied those themes. Absolutely. This Every little piece of it was pure art just watching it. 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 it I have great. to go watch Parasite again because there's so many gems in this movie that Everything about it is a masterpiece. Yeah, it's not the it was, storytelling only. It's no, everything. It's, it's the
0: way the story unravels. The, yeah, uh, the way
1: everything fits together perfectly.
0: Somebody's taken down by peaches. Um, and 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 the director, uh, Bong Joon Ho, he had said when writing this that uh, he was inspired by an actual life. He um, was actual uh, by an actual life event uh, when he was in college, and he was on a training trip uh, and just going to drink. He admits, uh, really. And one of his friends said he was severely allergic to peaches, none other than peaches. And uh, he thought he was kidding. And then some other kid went to a nearby grocery store and tossed it at him as a joke. And even though the peach didn't even hit him directly, he turned bright red and had an attack and wow he goes you know and always like peaches look so pretty but when you attack someone with them he goes that's really cinematic and it it kind of is it's so bizarre
2: mm-hmm. that you
0: sort of have to laugh at it like could you imagine like you just throw a peach at someone and he dodges yeah. it but it comes so close it
1: feels cartoonish in a sense
0: almost a, a peach yeah like peach fuzz yeah. Uh, and that to me is, uh, and then and then you see the scene of the daughter, daughter like having eating the peach, and it's like,
2: yeah, it was just, just classic. like
0: yes, this sinister is, moment. This is the best peach I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it made me want to go get peaches, and I know I'm not allergic to them, but they really look good. <laughs> you know, they they look, genuinely they so did, cool. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, yeah, and I like the again, what brings them down essentially is they were corrupted by their pretend wealth. They lived this high life. Um, so now I want to get to where all hell breaks loose and I want to get to this um, this scholar rock. The scholar stone which is given as a gift and apparently the scholar stones were something that people uh, in South Korea would collect. Uh, Bong Joon-ho had said he, even as a kid, his grandpa, they'd go hiking and they'd, pick, they'd collect these stones. Mm-hmm. But it's no longer a tradition over there. But in this movie, um, I felt this stone was symbolic of what the Kim family wanted to aspire to. And then, it, speaking of being weaponized, then the, this inspirational stone gets turned around and used as a pretty... Heavy weapon. So, Mm -hmm. as we learn in the movie, there, and it comes out of nowhere, there is somebody living in. The caverns in the basement, in which the parks don't even the bunker. Even know. The bunker, yeah. In, they case don't of a, even in case
1: of a North Korean attack, right. that's why the bunker was there in the
0: first place. <laughs> it, 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 they don't even know it's yeah. their own house. It's under their know. very
1: nose. It just shows like they're
0: big rats. Uh, yeah, they're
1: complete <laughs> oblivion about the have-nots.
0: Right, and it's the um, it, it's the it's the woman who's allergic to peaches. Their their housekeeper's like husband. And she she's kept them down there because they don't have anywhere yeah to go. And he has loan
1: sharks coming after him. That's why he's yeah. escaped. And I actually was doing some research about this. Apparently, he was the person who owned the cafe upstairs above uh, the Kim family. I didn't pick up on that right away. I didn't away.
0: pick up on that either. Yeah,
1: it's just so interesting how everything is interconnected, and that kind of speaks to like the middle yeah. class struggle of entrepreneurship.
0: And here we go, like again, and it comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You are, like, really shocked. But I think I think what's genius about this movie is there's a reason for it. Like, it's just, it's one thing to have a twist. But if you're not, if it's a twist just for twist's sake. i right, <laughs> it's not Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying if it's a, tw- like, it, if it's a twist that doesn't necessarily perpetuate the plot. Because we don't see this coming at all. I don't. I don't think that there were any, any visual clues. If there were uh, folks, please comment. Let, Let us know how we might have figured it out. Other than the sounds but again as an audience member when you're not being fed a lot of information you believe what's being told to you. Right. Because they believe it too. Like they're the parts weren't yeah. hiding this. They were just like what the They didn't the
1: hell? know. And it, right. it's so funny because it simultaneously came out of nowhere, but it was so well placed and so yes. meaningful and it made so much sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It's it's it, the sense. you know when she first opened the the pathway yeah. to go in there, I at first I was like is she going to go is this like some sort of like vault of money? That, only, that she knows about, that the, the Kim family, or the Park family, is just hiding a bunch of wealth. And then I thought, wait, is the Park family, like, hiding a body under there? Are they serial killers? Like, I didn't even know what to think. It, yeah. was, in, it was insane. I didn't know, like, what the twist would be, because I kept hearing, Parasite is about class, but Parasite is also a thriller. I'm like, how is it a thriller? When I was watching it? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my god, what if that's what this is? What if this is like, Gone Girl or girl? Yeah, Man? I
0: didn't know, yeah, I, didn't, I had no idea what the hell was going on, and even... even even when a person shows up, you're like going, Who the hell is he? Like, yeah. What the hell is going on? He's here? the ghost. And he yeah, he's the ghost. He, <laughs> and he was well he, t- he
1: was because he a ghost. He was, well, he, was metaphorically, he was already dead.
0: Metaphorically, he's a ghost because nobody can see him. Yeah. And nobody they can hear it, but he's, they also turn their back to it. He's a ghost to society because nobody knows where he is,
2: right? Um,
0: other than the sounds that 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 he'll creak or whatever, but it's just so crazy, and that actually is the start of how everything really unravels, and then unravels kind of quickly. We have our parks who are like, oh, let's just throw an impromptu party. Right. We're gonna have an impromptu birthday party. Let's call all our good friends and they start barking out their orders. This is what we want for food and all this. And meanwhile the kins are like, Well, okay, okay. And the kins have a sense that they, they know what's happened yeah. at this point. Yeah. And but they still have to keep appearances up because again, the way I looked at it is they're still holding on. Like they we, are. Could, we could still make this work. We could, well, like
1: we could Yeah. I mean the father says, you know, when they're in that shelter area, right. he, uh when when Son Kim asks, "Hey, like what's going on? What's our plan?" and he's like, "You know what I found out about life is that even when you plan something that we can all end up here because of a flood. So the best plan is to have no plan." And at that point you're like, "Wow, something bad is going to happen. Something right. terrible is going to happen."
0: Right. So uh, so the birthday party. Um, we have Ki who is the son. The son. Uh, he sneaks down in the basement bunker during the celebration with the rock to confront said husband or Jun Si, and he uses it a weapon to smash poor Ki Woo's head. Yeah. That was that was that was, and that's a heavy rock, right? And this is where the violence yeah. starts. And again. Uh I remember watching it. There were some people uh who actually kind of turned off because up to that point, you don't get any sense as to what's going on. but this is where symbolic for societal clash
2: mm-hmm.
0: Judson comes upstairs all bloodied, yeah, and he goes to the garden party, the actual my garden heart. party my heart. and then you know he 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 you know he kills the Kim's daughter. That to me, I want to talk about this. That to me affected me because Mm -hmm. I actually, I like that character. And yes, she was unsympathetic to, like, she was the one that was like, we stick to the plan.
1: She was the Look worst, at, though. Like, she was the one doing all of the conning, but you she, can't help but be so fascinating by, yes. like, fascinated by her brilliance. Absolutely. Like, this is, like, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels-level conning, like, well, yeah, without I mean, revealing she was, the ending of Dirty Rotten she was Scoundrels. Like a,
0: she was a grifter. She like, was. Like, she knew how, like, she, she was good. She was good. She was really good, and there was a method to her madness, mm-hmm. and she was the one, more or less, she was the rock of the family. She kept them like, no. Yeah. No. We should we care for us. Nobody else does. We do she was almost she was almost like the matriarch. Right. Like she she she's like, I'm gonna get this done. We're gonna get this done. But at the same time, like you she only was really softening up with the boy that she was tutoring. Yeah. That's true. That's when she became sweet. That's when her other side opens up. That's when you go. She's really a sweet kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I want this to work because it was working in the movie. Right. And again, the dopey romantic I am of like thinking maybe at the end of the day. Well, I, again, not knowing where this movie is going to go. Mm-hmm. And as a point, I, I didn't think that everything was going to like wrap up neatly and everybody was going to you know skip to, you know, see, see the rainbow and everybody holding hands, and it turns into, like, the sound of music, but you still kind of hoped for it, and you saw softer sides, even right. with the parents. When Wh- they which were, parents? So, um, Kim's. The Kim's? Like, even when they were talking with the Parks about, like, even, like, the driving,
2: mm-hmm. like, Mr.
0: Park was actually taking some of Mr. Kim's advice. Like, they were having conversations. Mm-hmm. Conversation about things, and for short periods, people—you could have taken the money away, and people were on the same level. They were mm-hmm. just talking; they were coexisting. Right. And those are the parts of the movie that makes the end so I think so impactful, and this is where the societal breakdown happens. So as soon as Sister Kim um, gets killed, right, Mama Kim comes in and kills see with that is skewer oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> with the the kebab skewer the it's so funny because you know he was malnourished the entire time barely had food and the way he dies is by the skewer of food yep. Yep. it yep. was it was so nothing in a movie happens by pure coincidence it, not with a director like
0: this no and it was uh yeah it gave new meaning to brazilian to Cheriscurio, uh to Brazilian barbecue. Uh, like that party, you know, I went to a garden party and everything went amok. <laughs> and everything went amok. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had the death of the sister, the truth comes out, but everything is ruined. Everything is ends up being ruined for everybody. Right. Which is it was, crazy. It was, like... This, Everybody lost everything. You know,
1: this movie was simultaneously, like, so, like, shocking. I had yep. so many... There were so many moments where my jaw literally dropped in the theater, and I gasped, but I also laughed so much. Oh, yeah. And the whole theater laughed. It was a packed theater. We, we kept laughing at so many different scenes. It's, it's
0: a funny movie. It's just, even
1: when we know how naive the mother is and how she's just like kind of crazy and she's like oh my god like he saw a ghost and you know let's do art therapy and how gullible are these people there were so many scenes I couldn't stop laughing even amidst the horror of what was happening mm-hmm.
0: well that and that to me is well, that 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 is like definition of satire yeah where it makes fun of something
1: yeah, potentially horrific, exactly. Whether
0: it's war, it whether literally it's a, you know. it
1: reminds me of the Joker line when you know Arthur Fleck says, you know, some people think my life is a tragedy, but my life is really a comedy, mm-hmm. and that's it's that perspective of like you know, evil things and like tragedy right. at the at the root of it, there is comedy there.
0: Yeah, there can be. I mean, I don't look at the Joker as. A, as... There wasn't much to laugh about in the Joker. The Joker, there was It was
1: it was dark. And it was dark, but there and were and some it, it moments where you kind of laugh because this is shocking or this
0: is so perverse. When he walks so into pervert. a door, yes, I like this movie actually had comedic moments. And when you look at really good satires too, they'll make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mel Brooks has had some amazing satires, and they, they'll make you laugh. Um, you know, Duck Soup is a satire. It's, it's a brilliant comedy it's a satire uh, Doctor Strange Love uh, or how I learned to love the atomic bomb it's a satire but it's extraordinarily funny and that, end, that movie ends quite darkly as well in here this ends quite bloodily and everybody even the rich even the parks lose too because mm-hmm. as we find out so <laughs> Sun Kim uh, survives his wounds comes out of the coma and i thought that was a brilliant scene where he goes back to the house and now there's a german family living there right so the parks are gone
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh son uh kim has lost his friend yeah he's uh, lost this tie to 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 to
1: let's not forget rich, what and, what the father did yes. like out of rage right you know he he sees that the patriarch of the park family right. like does this thing where he goes right which means he's like smelling that whiff of that like, whiff. the subway mm-hmm. poverty whiff poverty. that he yeah. had been talking about earlier throughout the movie um and we just we see it in his eyes i actually thought this was going to happen earlier when he was driving because his eyes just he starts squinting out right. of anger and I thought he was gonna like purposely try to like crash the car or do something. Right. But he actually does it later where he right. just he loses it mm-hmm. and he stabs him. Yep. And I think he was shocked at what he had done. I oh, I don't absolutely. think I don't think he had it wasn't something that was premeditated. It was no. literally something in the moment. He was so triggered and, and could not bear the humiliation, the grief of losing his daughter, seeing oh. his son being carried by his girlfriend. It was a lot for him to process, and I think at that point he just had descended into madness in that moment.
0: And then we learn through Morse code, he's the person under the stair. Right, and the son. um,
1: I already knew that. Like I already predicted that he would go there. Where else is he going to go? Yeah, I
0: mean, I I didn't, I didn't see that, but I like the scene where he's writing the letter and he's believing that. Don't worry, someday I'm going to buy this house Mm -hmm. and all that, and. There was a lot of like it was it was a very interesting way to end the movie because well we don't know it, it kind of leaves things to interpretation right which again I I love these sort of endings and and how you can look at it interpret it and that to me it it leaves you it leaves you thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yet for two hours and 10, 15 minutes, you're still entertained, right? Right. But it's because of the way it unravels and the journey that the audience goes on, when you walk out of the theater, it leaves you thinking about it. Right. So what was your take uh, on the end?
1: Um, I definitely thought it was a fantasy. I didn't. I thought that was happening inside of his head. And the reason I say this is because earlier in the movie, After the Flood, um, or no, I'm sorry, earlier in the movie when they're all sitting around and they're drinking, mm-hmm. um, Sun Kim is talking about how he's going to marry the girl one day of the Park family, right. the wealthy girl. It's like this, like you know, titanic dynamic of, oh, right. the poor right. Leonardo DiCaprio character and the bougie Kate Winslet character mm-hmm. that still loves, despite the the social class barrier. Right. Um, and he, he goes into detail about it. We're going to live this lavish life. We're going to live here and Oh, it looks like Mama Kim is going to be doing the laundry for her daughter-in-law and that's definitely a slap in the face. But they're just he's just envisioning this like rich and complex dream and it's this fantasy and he's like I want this. This is going to happen. And because we have had a scene where we see what it's like to dream out loud and then we have another scene where he's talking about you know, one day we're going to live here and it's going to be me, you, and mom and it's going to look like this. I'm the the reason chug. I say it's the fantasy is because he already had alluded to a previous dream that never came to fruition. Right. And it's told in the same tone
0: yeah.
1: that you know that it's it's it, not even possible and they haven't even aged At all,
0: right? How did
1: they accumulate the wealth? Like, there's just too many unanswered questions where you know that it's a fantasy, even though it's left open to interpretation. I
0: mean, there's that. uh, You know, I'll go back to. I I do believe that that Sun Kim actually did believe, and and again, it just goes back to he had this relationship with this girl. Like the, the 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 strata, the 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 being rich or being poor didn't matter to him. Like there was obviously something there, and you could you could understand how he could go. You know, I'm going to marry this girl. I'm in love with this girl, and and I believe. Well, she she was the one that's carrying out. She loved him. Like there was something there. Mm-hmm. So, had it gone a different way, we don't know. You know, and it, it's hard to even talk about because it didn't go that way. It went this way. Mm-hmm. I believe in his head, in his in his innocence, he believes that he could get his dad out at some point. But realistically, that's going to be very hard
1: to do. Right. I
0: mean, how is he going to do it? Right. And yeah. It's kind of sad because, as much as things have changed at the end, they kind of almost stay the same. They're just in a different position they go back to
1: their lives
0: and yeah and Papa you know Papa Kim he he has even below a garden Mm -hmm. apartment so to speak he's
1: it shows like the, that upward mobility is so difficult when you don't have those things built in place right. to accumulate wealth. Like, right. you, have, you just have yourselves. And the fact that they were even able to get to that place through conning oh. is oh, beyond impressive because it shows that they have the intelligence, right. they have the smarts, they have the work ethic, and despite having all these things, they still have to put up a front just to blend right. in because of class. Right. I think it says so much about how... Like, this society is just so unfair uh, to them. Like, they never asked to be born into this. This was literally the birth lottery. Why should someone like, you know, Mama, Mama Park have all of this when we see that she's a very naive character she doesn't have the intelligence or the brains no. or the wit or the work ethic that you know her the, husband has person. a work. like does. you know he's, he's work, she, she doesn't, right. she doesn't wealth, cook she doesn't clean no. she doesn't really provide value she's pretty yeah but no. she, and she's nice ish sure you know but yeah. she doesn't have like the wit and the the no. charm and the personality that everyone else does but no. she's still in some ways like, you she like to watch her on screen because she's a, just so oblivious. Yeah,
0: and she hadn't really had to work for no. what, what her husband gave her. So, you know, and then the, in the end credits where we have uh, Choi Will Sheik, who plays Papa, uh, uh, brother Kim, you know, he sings the song about how it takes him 564 years to save up money to buy the house. Mm. So that kind of tells you, you know, Choi is hopeful that his character will find a way around this. Uh I do hope that the family reunites, but it's more realistic to leave the viewers in the dark, much like Mr Kim's cursed basement situation and that that to me too by 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 leaving that in the dark again when you walk out of the theater, mm-hmm. it gives you something to chew on, and that's why I think we well, you know we we did the joker in two parts that's why I think. Those kind of movies are are great to open up for discussion oh, to you yeah. know to to do this and and they make you know it, it and it's entertaining yeah the movie's entertaining yes it's, it's shocking funny it's yeah
1: and it says it says a lot about society and right. I found so many parallels not only between. You know, *Parasite* and *Joker*, but also between *Parasite* and *Us*. And we talked about *Us* earlier in the year. We talked about the us. haves and the have-nots, and right. literally the tethered and how they live underground. Mm-hmm. This is literally that same concept of it's there's always, you know, your doppelganger living in the shadows below. Yeah. It's like that could have been. Kim, that could have been Park had they been born into a different Mm -hmm. situation. That's not really something you have that much control over.
0: No. So So, I thought
1: that was great.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about. uh, Let's go into uh, Oscar runs. So personally, I think it's a lock for best foreign film. Yeah. Uh, That's what they've. That's what South Korea has nominated and put forth. I can't see any other movie um doing that you're I, you're in agreement with I'm that I'm in
1: agreement I mean I recently saw a movie called Songs of Solomon which mm-hmm. I just thought was Incredible! It was produced by Nick Vallelonga, who won the Oscar last year for Best Picture for Green Book. Right, Um, and I thought that movie was great. It's about the Armenian genocide and one composer's life, and it was Mm beautiful—the music, everything. But Parasite is so original. Right, we haven't seen anything quite like this before. It's we've seen bits and pieces thematically, but the way it was done, the humor. You know, this is going to be the, if this gets nominated, it'll be the only movie from South Korea to be nominated and to win right. an award.
0: I mean, yeah, and that's why, well, so here's, so we're in agreement. Well, I, I believe it's a lock for best I, foreign film.
1: I believe that. Um,
0: so, but here's the thing so, can it breach the barrier and be nominated? What's the possibility of it being nominated for domestic best picture? Mm-hmm. for screenwriting right. um, and direction. I mean, those are, like, they don't have foreign categories for that. It's just best foreign film. Do you, I mean, I, look, I think, the movie is good enough to me that I, I think that it shouldn't be overlooked just mm-hmm. because it's a foreign film. Um, I feel the same way about animated movies, too. I, I don't feel that it should be a stigma if it's a really damn good animated movie and it has a great story. Yeah, superhero movies, animations, I think it should
1: all be up for grabs as long
0: as it's a good movie. If it's a good movie, and I personally, I don't know what the possibility is here for getting regular nominations, like Best Original Screenplay, Mm -hmm. like Best Picture, and even Best Direction, right? You know. So. Well,
1: didn't you know? Last year we had Alfonso Cuarón and we had Roma. I don't think this should be much different in terms it of. You know, it's also a foreign language film. It's also incredible. The only I the, liked the, it more the, than the, Roma.
0: Yeah, the only difference is is that Neon is not going to be able to. Th- throw $60 million towards an Academy Award campaign. True, uh, It really, you know, look, Neon, I think, thus far has done a fantastic job in the way that they've released and continue to release this movie. Mm -hmm. They knew they had something. It won the Palme d'Or, I believe. I'm not speaking out of turn. And then they get it in festivals. It's building this great word of mouth. um, And They released it on three locations at first, and then it went 33. Like, it went from three, they added 30 theaters. Uh, Don't necessarily know how many locations uh, right now, but the bottom line is, is they're doing this very smartly in what is going to continue going forward to be an extraordinarily competitive landscape, whether it be independent film or whether it be commercial film. But I think they've got enough groundswell that once we get into the Academy Awards, that might change a lot of things. And they, my hope is, is that studios will take a lesson that if it does get nominated for Best Picture, it did so without it being bought. It did so without spending sixty million dollars. To 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 be with the big boys, mm-hmm. they didn't. They're not breaking. Neon's not breaking a a a Windows rule. They're 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 not leaving money on the table. And 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 a proof of this is so the movie's already grossed like a million dollars stateside, right? Which, when you think about it, that's it's one point eight million. So it's, let's let's just call it two million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. But on 33 locations, that's pretty incredible. I mean, when you when you talk about it's international take, it's worldwide take, it's 95 million dollars worldwide,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: That's incredible. That like that's incredible. Um, but I think Neon is doing this. I think they're doing everything right on this movie. Um, you know, and and they'll put what they need to to back it. The only thing is, again, when you're not a Netflix, like Neon has some other movies. Like they're probably going to have Apollo Eleven in as documentary. Uh, they have another movie called Loose, which is fantastic, which isn't going to even as great and wonderful and as a fantastic movie as it is. The- they got to put their money into this because it's the horse. It's the best bet. Right. Um. Where Netflix would just throw a ton of money. And I agree with what you said earlier. I think this is a more accessible film to an extent. Look, there are going to be people who just they hate subtitles. Yeah. They don't like reading movies. This isn't going to play fantastically in the Midwest, but their Neon's distribution knows the perfect theaters to get this in and I right. think it'll organically grow. Like think about it, before you saw the movie, you heard of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um,
1: and I heard that there there were no negative reviews of this movie. Right. And I think that is what is going to help this. Because I think when you have a movie that isn't a huge budget film or sure. you know, is something that's a foreign film, Absolutely. if you have no negative criticism of right. the movie, whatever like review you see online, whatever podcast you listen to, if everyone unanimously is saying, this movie blew my mind, this mm-hmm. movie is incredible, of course it's going to get people to see it. It's going to be the push... That you need to see this movie because with other movies, like right. other blockbusters, it can be terrible, and people are still going to see right. it because they have the financial backing, they have the built-in audience. If it's, if it's like a Marvel or a DC franchise, this is something that has no backing in a sense, no. but it does from you know honest people like ourselves, like film critics, like like us, who well, say this is a great movie. You should go see this. Yeah,
0: I, well, it perpetuates a buzz, especially coming out of like Can and, and Toronto and like you know why just release hundred and thirty theaters, so maybe up there. That's not again, when you compare it to a huge release, like a like an Avengers movie where you're talking four thousand. Look at, like this is a hundred and thirty theaters. I think too the other thing for me is that it makes great great movie sense. Like this is what we always talk about. Oh this is what I always talk about is supporting the middle guys, supporting the neons of the world. Um, when they put out product, you gotta go because this fuels this fuels the box office ultimately. This this, this like ch- like churns up more monies when when these kind of movies are supported. You don't need superhero movies, but it's great when movies like this grab the attention mm-hmm. of people even though a mass audience may not go. See this? Again, many people are turned off by these certain things by 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 reading That's fine. They're not going to rely on those people. They are going to, this is playing to an older audience, a more, just an older, let's just say an older audience that is starving for this kind of cinematic entertainment. Right. And so it caters to that. They know that. And so I think it will continue to grow. And once that Oscar buzz hits, then you're going to start to see it seeping into more
2: mm-hmm. of the
0: commercial theaters, not just the AMC Selects or the Cinemark Selects or the Regal Art House. It'll go into more of the commercials, especially as we go into the holidays. So, right. Um, so Box Office has been great. The marketing has been really good. Uh, the Oscar campaign is going to be fascinating. I can't wait to see whether it'll jump that fence, get Best Picture, Best yeah. Original Screenplay. Personally, I think it should.
1: I think it should, too. I think it's good enough on its own. Yeah, I think it'll be exciting to see how this plays out.
0: Absolutely. So we should start wrapping things up. What are your final thoughts before we go away? You
1: know, my final thoughts is that Parasite is just such a good movie and it's so hard to describe without spoilers that you just have to go to the theater and watch this and watch it one time, watch it two times, watch it three times, as many times as you want, because I genuinely think much like the Joker, this is a movie where you will constantly find hidden gems hidden meanings. There's a lot of symbolism there, absolutely. a lot of social commentary um, and a lot of laughs in a very dark way. There's there's a lot of laughs. It's so entertaining yeah, and it's... deep and thought-provoking. It's everything wrapped into one and I don't you know, I'm yeah. not surprised that it's you know, having such a great reception so far from critics. Yeah,
0: absolutely and I think people should, should go out and see the movie. Uh, I think that they'll enjoy it. Um, I think that it, it lives up to the hype. It's one of those few movies that actually does live up to the hype. So, uh, yeah, go see Parasite. If you have seen Parasite, please tell us what you think online. Go into YouTube, uh, write up some comments, Say tell us what you thought of it. So, Mina, you know, where can people find you as we wrap up?
1: You all can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. I have another Joker video coming out, you guys. I found even more Easter eggs uh, the second time of my viewing. So it's another Easter egg video. So stay tuned for that on my Instagram and on
0: Popcorn Talk. Right. And you can find me here on Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie. Also uh, an occasional guest on uh, LAOFCS. Uh, and and Unmeet uh, the Movie Press So stay tuned We have way more movies We're going right into the holiday season So it's going to be extremely busy Ton of movies And we'll try to get through as many as possible We appreciate you tuning in to us uh, Thanks We'll see you at the movies again uh, Take care for now Bye See ya From producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro And the entire Popcorn Talk Network We would like to thank you for tuning in For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.